Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast, hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Customs Brokers USA. Damon is a licensed US customs broker and certified customs specialist with more than 18 years experience in the import, export, customs transportation and logistics sectors. Each month, Trade Secrets will bring you guests in the industry to provide their insights on timely trade issues to give you an advantage in international trade. So now, let's talk trade. Welcome to the podcast, Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welky Custom Brokers, uh, here today with the Trade Secret Podcast. And we have a special guest, Amanda Barlow, who is the Regional Vice President with Roanoke Trade, one of our partners that we provide services through. Uh, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, good morning, Damon. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. This is very exciting. So tell us a little bit about Roanoke uh, and what your company does and, and give them a highlight. And then we'll uh, we'll talk more about uh, Carnays. So Roanoke Insurance Group, we are an insurance broker that specializes in insurance and surety and ATA Carnays solutions for the trade and transportation industry. So any um, company that participates in the trade and transportation industry, we can provide an insurance, surety and Carnays solution for them. And that is our specialty. Great, great. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been with the company for how long? So I've been with Roanoke for seven years, uh, but I've great. been had a relationship with Roanoke for almost going on 18 years. Because prior to Roanoke, I used to work at the U.S. Council for International Business, where I started my career in ATA Carnets, and Roanoke was our first and largest service provider. So I worked with them in that relationship and then uh, decided to join the Roanoke side uh, in great. about seven years ago. Fantastic. Well, and and we've known each other for a number of years and, and saw you last in Orlando at the ICPA event where you gave a presentation. What was your presentation on at the ICPA that you did? So it actually was on um, customs bonds and the bond, mainly bond insufficiency. Um, and I did speak about the ATA Carnet impact of bond insufficiency because a lot of our clients don't realize that the when surety is doing the ATA Carnet bonds and the customs bonds that all of that is taken into consideration when doing the underwriting and looking at the bond aggregate amounts. So something that's a little off the radar for the for the general uh, trade uh, company that's out there doing international trade, something that they don't know. So um, thank you for that. And uh, I did catch a little bit of a, of your seminar that day, which was very exciting. And you know, to some a trade geek like myself, these are exciting things that we talk about. Um, and today we want to we want to touch on the ATA Carnet. Uh, very underutilized in the industry. I think a lot of companies that are engaged in international trade may not even have heard about it before. So what's the what's the top level? Give us a really quick uh, intro into what it is for our listeners so that they can have kind of an understanding of it. Well, I really appreciate that you're saying it is underutilized because I agree entirely. It is an underutilized document. It's a really dynamic and fantastic tool that international businesses can use to expand in foreign markets because it allows duty-free and tax-free entry when trying to expand businesses in those countries, as opposed to having to figure out the customs complications or customs requirements in those countries to enter temporarily. Everything's done here in advance in the United States. Great, great. So a lot of the industries that use this, we're getting into, um, you know, trade shows, I think is a good uh, aspect to use this on. Um, and I know, uh, uh, 
that not only gives them it's it's not just one country. I think the misconception here is that, oh, if I'm in Canada and I want to come to the trade show in the United States or I'm in the U.S. and I want to go to Canada, I open up a carnet and I can go back and forth to Canada with my trade show. No, no, no. There, there's high, there's a number of countries that are involved in carnets and it's you could go to every single one of those countries with that with that product. Correct. Absolutely. So you touched on two points. Um, one is trade shows. So yes, ATA carnets are a great tool to access trade shows, to go to trade shows. But a lot of people assume ATA carnets are only for trade shows. And that is not the case at all. I mean, the, the amount of variety of items that go on ATA carnet is fascinating. I mean, all the, I mean, you and I've worked on projects for industrial um, tools, like the actual, yes. uh, uh, mining equipment or or earth moving equipment um, to be able to uh, we do equipment to build bridges um, that go on ATA carnets during the pandemic. You know when the trade shows were down and the entertainment industry was down, carnets were still being utilized for all the major infrastructure improvements that countries were taking advantage of and doing during the pandemic during the lockdown. Lots of telecommunication projects we noticed actually. And then the other other item you mentioned was the countries. Yes, ATA carnets are accepted in over 100 customs territories uh, in the world. So you can go from Canada to the US to Mexico to Chile, Brazil, jump over to the UK, make a stop in Australia, South Africa. Uh, we've got China, South Korea, Japan. I mean, it is it is endless the places that you can go to on ATA carnet. Yes, and and the project we did work on was uh, like mining equipment. So they brought it down to actually use the equipment and then bring it back to their to the country where they originated from. But that gives them the access to say, okay, we have this mining equipment that's going to be used in various countries. We're going to bring it down to the U.S. We're going to bring it down to Mexico and not have to worry about the duties and taxes and trying to understand that and do maybe duty drawbacks. So this is a fantastic duty deferral program. Um, and it touches many industries, too, not just trade shows. You're looking at um, uh, I know that, uh, you know, companies that are going to be moving in different countries, a lot of sports teams use carnets. Yes. Yes, lots of sports teams. Uh, that is my excuse for my long lunches watching the World Cup. <laughs> <Supporting APA -4> perfect, perfect. So what to, with the sports teams, the different industries, what is allowed on the carnet and what is not allowed on the carnet? So if you're going to a trade show and, and you know, we, we don't want to pigeonhole this just in trade shows, but if you're going to a trade show, you're going to put your booth on it. You're going to put all the what can't go on the carnet. So anything that's going into a country and coming back out can be on the ATA carnet, but any of the giveaways, consumables, you know, booth tchotchkes cannot be on an ATA carnet. Cleaning supplies, we see that a lot with trade show booths. You know, nope, don't that can't be on. That's obviously a consumable. Uh, and then with uh, I'm trying to think, we sorry uh, with medical device equipment. Some some of the devices we've used, they go actually for overseas research and actually overseas testing. And when the testing, the medical device itself might have a component that contains needles as part of the testing. So the needles cannot be on the ATA carnet, but the medical device, it, it, it can. Obviously, the medical device has the value uh, as opposed right. to the needles do not. Exactly. So you're, you're touching on another industry that's using ATA carnets, which is the medical industry. And I think you can, if you get, uh, you know, if you have a creative team, uh, or you have people that you're connected with that you're using your customers broker, your your freight forwarder. Um, those are the teams that are really going to be able to work with you to understand if you can use a carnet or not. So 
And I hear you have a you have a you have someone else there with you. Who's who's in the background there barking? That's fantastic. <laughs> yes, I have two uh, work from home uh, associates uh, who are very well versed in ATA Carnet. <laughs> They've sat on many webinars. <laughs> I have Marshall and uh, Sir Beef Wellington are my two uh, fur fur babies. <laughs> Perfect, perfect, and and we love to we love to give them a shout out when they're on the podcast. So we, we we will you know if we could get some pictures of them too, we'll put them on as as guests for the podcast too. I, absolutely, I, I will I will I will send those your way. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Now there's an interesting product that um, Roanoke provides, which is is insurance specific to the Carnets. So can you, can you give a, a little bit of uh, uh, information on that Carnet insurance and what that covers Absolutely. outside of the, the normal cargo insurance? Because you, you can have cargo insurance, but this is something a little bit different. Right, so the, um, the ATA Carnet shipments are exposed to a variety of different risks than a standard one-way shipment. First off, it's not one way. Second off, by default, it's gonna be used goods. So we have an enhanced insurance policy that covers the entire shipment on the ATA Carnet, as well as the different risks that the ATA Carnet um, shipment is exposed to. So it's from warehouse in the United States to the foreign country, in a warehouse in the foreign country, it is unpacked and repacked, which is very hard to get in a regular cargo um, policy, it, while it's sitting at the trade show floor. So for example, if you're at the trade show and somebody trips and falls and backs into the booth and the monitor goes flying and the booth gets, you know, breaks and cracks, that's covered. That is very rare insurance to find. And then while it continues on its trip and it goes through multiple countries and then returning to the United States, that's a seamless policy coverage. As opposed to if you were to get your regular cargo insurance, you would get the one-way transit, then you'd have to get a warehouse storage, you'd have to get a trade show insurance, then you have to get a second one, a second leg, and, and you have to sum it all up to make the, the ATA Carnet cargo insurance. So if it's traveling on ATA Carnet, I tell our clients all the time, just pick the ATA Carnet cargo insurance option as opposed to using your regular cargo. Okay, great. And, and so even with the medical devices you mentioned, so if that's going and being used and tested, it's going to be covered during the time it's being used and tested? So it's not covered while being used per se. It's covered while okay. it's unpacked. So once it gets actually in the use, then it's not covered because the damage that may happen while being in use is, is just not something that's going to cover. Sure, sure. But race cars is an example where the race car is delivered to the side of the racetrack. And right. then as soon as it turns on its engine and is moved onto the track by its own propeller, pro sorry, and the word of propelled by its own power. There we go. <laughs> um, then it then it is no, it's the coverage just ceases. Coverage, okay. So while it's in use, it's not covered, but then um, when, it, when it gets repacked, anything mm -hmm. happens to it at that point, then it's gonna be covered by the, the ATA Carnet insurance. So not only do we have underutilized trade tools, but we have underutilized trade insurance or international cargo insurance. This is, to me, this is, I, I love getting the word out on these on these programs because there's a lot of duty deferral programs or, or duty avoidance. Um, you know, you, there's, there's um, duty drawback. There's, and I see companies bring stuff in and then do a drawback claim, which could take 18 months or longer to get that duty back, where if, if it fits under these parameters, Carnet is a much better way to go. And here's a, here's a question that I, I think may or may not be asked enough is, do you have to pay for that Carnet every time it goes across the border? No, 
That's the beauty of Carnet. You buy it at the at, when you're doing your initial trip. You you obtain an ATA Carnet from your broker forwarder, and then you can say at that time I'm going to five countries. You pick all the five countries. We add in all this specific documentation that they need for those five countries, and then it, you off you go. And if your clients need to add two, three, four, five more countries on top of those five, then they just request from you additional pages. And um, yes, there's additional pages cost, but they're only twenty bucks. And then you just slip them in the Carnet and continue on. Right. So, I mean, this is an obviously an easy, very seamless way. Um, and in the past, I've heard it described as a passport for um, cargo, a passport for your goods, uh, which how could you get any better than that? I mean, this is something that really can help you expand markets, uh, touches so many industries um, that, uh, you know, hey, look, if you if you have questions about Carnets, get a hold of us. Let us know. Um, I'll have uh, if, if you don't mind, Amanda, I'll put your uh, uh, email address. Uh, if, if one of the listeners has a question, they can always email us. Uh, but if they have something specific, uh, uh, you know, we can we can get it over to Amanda with something that we may not be able to answer here. Um, anything else on Carnets that, that you'd like to mention? Something that's uh, either that or, or, or some uh, equipment that you've helped move uh, back and forth? I think one of the, the, the coolest projects we ever worked on was the um, city of Dublin um, took their entire city off electrical grid. And, but they kept the whole city alight by renting generators from a US company. So they moved the generators from the United States to Ireland on an ATA carnet. The citizens of Dublin had no idea they were running on American generators while their entire electrical grid was being refurbished. Uh, that was a six months project, and then it came back to the United States. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I'm a trade geek, so I think yeah. stuff like that is really cool. But then we, you know, but then the flip side is, you know, we move the Victoria's Secret wings on Carnets as well for the fashion shows in London. So we see it all. <laughs> the amazing stuff that's used with or removed on Carnets. Yeah. So brings up another question: How long is that Carnet good for once you open it? So once you obtain an ATA Carnet, it's issued for one year. Uh, one year period. That doesn't mean that it's one year in one country. It means that the date of issue to the date of expiration is one year. So, sorry, there the dogs are shaking off in the background. <laughs> um, so uh, if they go into a country at say the Carnet, they've had it for six months and they go into a country that Carnet is only valid for in that country for six months. There are extension options to stay longer in foreign countries, but that all depends on the country, the purpose, the reason and all of that. So it's imperative that when a Carnet is about to expire that they contact the broker forwarder and make sure that they know what their options are. Sure. And then that that those goods have to come back to the country. So U.S., they would have to come back to the U.S. by the end of the year or not, you're asking for an extension or no. Tell them to explain. No, that. <laughs> not necessarily. So that's the beauty of the U.S. regulations is that the good, Carnet goods don't actually have to return to the United States. They just have to be out of the foreign country on a before date of expiration. So let's say they're in China. All they have to do is move to Hong Kong, which is a duty free port. Ah, okay. So, so little stuff that I didn't even know about Carnets. <laughs> Very interesting. So, there's a lot of opportunity out there to use this as a tool in your tool chest of international trade. If you want to learn more, get a hold of us. My email is Damon D A M O N at Welke U S A W E L K E U S A dot com. If you have any questions about Carnets, feel free to give us a call. Or if you have any questions about international trade, you know, send them in. We'll be happy to either have an episode on that um, topic, or we'll get your question answered right away. Amanda, any any closing comments about Carnets uh, before we uh, before we end the the podcast here? 
just that they're, as you said at the very beginning, they're underutilized. And I think so many more businesses could take advantage of the financial benefits that ATA Cornets can provide them and really help them grow further in international markets. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for being here today on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, and again, any questions, please send in your emails. And uh, thank you for listening. This has been Trade Secrets, the podcast hosted by Damon Piatek, President and CEO of Welkie Customs Brokers USA. Thank you for listening.